Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to another episode of Homebrewed Email. Hi! <laughs> um, okay, so today's case is another local story. This happened in Singapore in 1970s. Oh, yeah. right, right. This case, I swear to God, it's like a movie. Like it has a mm-hmm, gold yeah. bars, smuggling of gold bars from Singapore to Vietnam. Oh. And then there's literally like an entire recruitment of like... So it's a gang? Yeah, gang it's, it's not really gang, but uh-huh. it's like you recruit like hitmen and then you take the smugglers down. Like, wow. Yeah, it's... Wild. Yeah, we all knew you were gonna say that. Okay, but come on, like based on what I just said, let's get started. <laughs> so this happened in nineteen seventies one, and it's going to kind of revolve around a man named Andrew Cho. So let's call him Andrew for short, okay? Okay. So Andrew works in Singapore as an air cargo supervisor for Air Vietnam. So basically, he goes from Singapore to Vietnam all the time, Uh all the time, right? His crew members Uh introduced him to a businessman from the import-export industry. Uh And this guy that they introduced him to is a gold bar smuggler. So what he wants is basically to smuggle gold bars from Vietnam to Singapore. Uh And so that's where um, Andrew comes handy because... As a supervisor for the cargo, he has, like, really high security clearances. Mm -hmm. So he can just, like, easily be like... Yeah, just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's nothing wrong with this. He can, like, give it, like, yep, this is cool, nothing wrong, come in, Singapore. But what's wrong with gold bars? Is it, like, they got it illegally? Yeah, it's illegal currency. So it's, like, uh, they are selling and... Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Let's get to it, right? So he's been doing this um, smuggling for about two to three times a week mm-hmm. and for like a few months mm-hmm, until yeah. finally on one disastrous day, like a bag worth... Um, there was cash in the yeah. bag worth two, 235000 mm-hmm. US dollars. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah 235000 yeah. yeah. And in the past, you know... Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, so this was missing um, under his charge, and the syndicates were yeah. like, um, Excuse me, like, what you mean you lost our money? So they started uh-huh. to relentlessly badger him, Find the money, I want my money, find the money, I mm-hmm. want my money. And then they were starting to threaten him, saying, uh-huh. like, If you don't give me back the money, like, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna mm-hmm. kill your entire freaking family. Oh, God. Yeah. See, so you don't get involved in Yeah, anything shit. bad, anything crime, anything drugs, yeah. you just don't, right? Mm-mm. And so he was like, he was really desperate. He started asking everyone. He started interrogating, investigating, just mm-hmm. like hunting everyone down, being like, do you know anything about the bags? Uh-huh. And he even was so desperate to the point that he went to seek Malay shamans, Bomos, in Singapore uh, for help. Again. Yeah, <laughs> Bomos. We've covered a lot of Bomo cases. If you're interested, go check them out. Um, yeah, so he even resorted to finding, you know, for them, for yeah, help. for their black men. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. And so finally he managed to find the bag. I don't know how. Uh-huh. They didn't state in the articles, but he finally managed to find the bags and 
there were only there was only one hundred and eighty thousand dollars in the oh, bag, so there was some missing, and the syndicates they weren't happy with it. Yeah, they they are not gonna have it. Mm-hmm. Any money missing is still money missing, and they were yeah. so unhappy about it. Yeah. So finding the bags didn't really solve anything because the syndicate still lost all of their trust in him. Uh-huh. So they literally stopped giving him work to do. They stopped trusting him with the gold bars. Uh-huh. And they stopped like giving him a high commission or like high jobs. Like right. expensive jobs. Yeah. Yeah, because they really lost their trust in him because of this mm-hmm. one incident. And it's very I understandable because it's such a high risk job, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so this point, instead of just be like, okay, fine, this is my exit out of this crime world, like I've done enough, I've earned enough. Instead of being like this, he got angry. Andrew got (laughs) angry. He was like, how dare my commission stop coming in? How dare I don't have more money? Like this is really like where you say like greed came in because he's already earned so much. And through doing bad stuff... So, like, when you have an exit, like, take it and run, right? Yeah, just go, yeah. I mean, he's already seen, like, they kept badgering him and, like, they kind of just let him off. Yeah. And so, this is really what they say, like, greed, how it consumes you. Mm -hmm. Money, how it consumes you. And Mm -hmm. so, he got angry and, I mean, he came up with a plan to murder and rob the syndicate. Oh, that is not a good idea. Yeah. That is, like, the one of the worst ideas you can think of. Like, no. that is not something that you should... Ooh, yeah, let me go do that. Yeah. So he's going, like, head to head with a crime syndicate You right just now. don't do that. Like, you just yeah. don't. And he's just a supervisor of the air cargo. Mm-hmm. And so he gets three other people. Okay, his brother... His uh, brother's name is His brother's name is David Cho. He's a university graduate and he works as an assistant manager in a big pharmaceutical company. Mm-hmm. He's good. He's well to do. Like he could yeah. be living his entire life perfectly fine. But and no, then you're gonna go hunt after more money. Yeah. And so he also has two of his good friends. Um one of them is Peter Lim, who is a dispatch clerk, and Augustine Ong, who is really good friends with um Andrew Cho. So mm-hmm. the four of them gathered together and they started plotting a plan to rob and murder the syndicate. The syndicate's mm-hmm, yeah. name is No Cheng Po. All yeah. right. So the plan starts forming and this is how it was going to go, right? Yeah. So Andrew and David were going to plan everything. Andrew obviously being the mastermind and being the main contact of No Cheng Po. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's just call him Po for short, okay? So he's right. going to be like the main person mm-hmm. who he's has like access to Po. Yeah, and then right. his brother David is going to be in charge of logistics. Uh-huh. And then Peter is going to be in charge of recruiting henchmen to be there because it can't be like a three, four men show. It has to be mm. like a ten men show apparently. Okay. So he's At in charge. At least they know that. Mm-hmm. So he's in charge of recruiting six other members to join uh-huh. and to help take down the syndicate. Po. I mean, it's not like taking down like as in like a vigilante for justice. No, it's just for greed and for more money. For revenge. Not revenge, just for more money. Oh, okay. And so finally, they managed to recruit six boys. Boys, I say boys because they are aged 16 to 20. Oh, those are boys. Yeah, there were were two 16-year-olds, a 18-year-old, a 19-year-old, and 
I think two 18-year-olds, one 19-year-old and one 20-year-old. Okay. Yeah. So, six boys were recruited and they didn't know what was happening. They All they knew is that they had to beat someone up. Uh-huh. They didn't know about the robbery. They didn't know about the murder. They didn't know yeah. anything. They just knew that they had to be there and they had to beat someone up. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, all that's <coughs> in their mind is just, okay, go beat this one guy yeah. up. We'll get money. Yeah. And so, six of them were going to have, uh, going to get 20,000 Singapore dollars to oh. split among mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. That's a lot of money in 1970s for mm-hmm. 16-year-old boys. Like, yeah. what were they going to do with the money? They were just happy that they were getting such a big amount of money for such yeah. little things to do, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so all the recruiting was done, everything was planned, everything was solid, and now all yeah. they had to do was wait for a syndicate to call them and give them a job. But why would a syndicate call them if he already lost their trust? Yeah. So what happened is, right after the money went missing and got back, right, everything yeah. froze for a while. Uh-huh. There was no gold bar activities going on at all. Uh-huh. And so finally, you know, slowly, their business started picking up again. And they had uh-huh. no choice but to get Andrew because he, like I said, like, it's very, he's in a very favourable position. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a supervisor. Yeah, so it's and very I mean, easy to go through him. Yeah. Yeah. And right. so this is like his chance to redeem himself, right? Yeah. And so... Finally, on 29th of December, they said that they would come over with the gold bars at 12 a.m. Uh-huh. So how it usually works, right? Um, Poe will come over to the house with two of his employees. Mm-hmm. And they would come, they would give the gold bar. And um, Andrew will count the gold bars in front of Poe. Yeah. Okay, count and then they'll agree like, okay, this many gold bars will get this much money. Yeah. And so after that, Andrew will take the gold bars and bring it over to Vietnam. And mm-hmm. in Vietnam, the gold bars will be exchanged for cash. Yeah. And he'll bring the cash, come over to Singapore and pass it to the syndicate pole. Yeah. So this All is right. how a usual transaction goes. And mm-hmm. as per... The usual norm, Poe comes over to the house at 12 a.m., right? right? Yeah. But before he comes over to the house, Andrew, David, Peter, and Augustine, right? Yeah. Planning, planning, right? Yeah. So this is the pre-plan, okay? Okay. <clears throat> the house has a backyard, a front gate. It's like a landed property. So just imagine like a gate. And then like a like a space for the car and yeah. then the house mm-hmm. and then through the house at the back there's a backyard mm-hmm. and in the so backyard yeah so standard landed property yeah. right I mean I wouldn't know I don't live in one but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's how the house looked okay yeah so at the backyard that's where they plan to do everything uh-huh. so in the backyard they got prepped they put a clothing line mm-hmm. and on the clothing line they hung clothes like towels and bed sheets so that the neighbors can't see through oh that's quite smart actually i know right (laughs) yeah and then they got the six boys to hide in the kitchen and then david ensured that his entire family was asleep yeah i don't know why they did it in the setting where the entire family was in the house there were kids there was a mom there was a wife and they were all fast asleep so david Uh went and checked on one of them every one of them and then reported back to andrew like everyone's asleep we can do it we can go mm-hmm. yep and so um their murder weapon was apparently the same nylon rope used for the clothing line so it right. was a bright green nylon rope uh-huh. and so they took some and they hid it under the food basket in the kitchen with the six boys mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. 
And so at this point, it's finally 12 midnight and Poe comes over to the house with two of his employers. Right, So one of them is waiting in the car and the other one follows Poe up to the house. And they go to the backyard where they always do business as usual, right? Mm -hmm. And he hands over the bag of gold bars to Andrew. And Andrew hands it over to Augustine to count. And at this point, Andrew is with David as well. So, so imagine the setting. The yeah. Imagine the setting. This yeah. po- there is David, there is Andrew and Poe and his employer. Augustine? Augustine has the bag. He's in the room. He's counting the money, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, Augustine can clearly see what's happening because the room is like open to the backyard. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. and so he puts it like on top of the cabinet. He opens the bag and he starts counting how many gold bar there is, right? Yeah. So even before like he could get like halfway through counting, uh-huh. Andrew and David from the side grab Poe and his employer's neck uh-huh. and start strangling them. Oh. Yeah. And Augustine has to react like super freaking quick, right? As planned. Mm -hmm. So Augustine immediately zips up the bag and hides it in the cabinet. Because he doesn't want the six boys to know how much money is actually at stake. Because Ah. what if they want more? And also if they know more, they will be more likely to like go and expose them to the police and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And so he hides the bag in the cabinet and he runs to the kitchen and calls them out. And yeah. so the six boys, along with Peter, come out and hold the men down. Mm-hmm. Hold, holds Poe and the employer down. Right, okay. Starts beating them, starts pressing them down. Oh, no, okay. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And this is where Peter comes with the nylon rope and starts to strangle the two men to death one by one. Oh. Yeah. So this is their plan, their master plan, and it actually worked. Right, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then Andrew sneaks up to the driver, the other employer who's waiting, right? Yeah. He sneaks up to the employer, he gets him out and he starts beating him, kicking him, karate uh, chopping him. Uh-huh. Yep. And Augustine saw this and so Augustine went to pick up like a piece of wood on the floor, like uh-huh. a branch and starts hitting the driver as well. Oh. Uh, yeah. And so the three of them were real. dead. Yep. They loaded the car with the three bodies and their yeah. initial plan was to throw them into a sand quarry, like a pit at Badok. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the boys went, right? Yeah. And then some of them stayed back uh-huh. to clean the house. Oh, and okay. so imagine like they split halfway, um, some of the boys drove the car to dispose of the body into yeah. this into the pit right yeah but here's the thing right when they were walking through the jungle to go and throw them into the sand pit Mm -hmm. there were dogs barking like neighborhood dogs barking and they got really scared and so they just left the body open in a in the fringe of a forest which is the biggest mistake that they will make do you know that if they didn't do that like if they actually went and put the body into the sand quarry Uh they would have gotten away with murder oh god yeah they would have actually gotten away with murder if they did that you know why because in just a few days right yeah. that sand pit was going to be filled up to build houses on top oh so they would have really no one would have ever found the body but it's because they didn't do that and they just left it on top it's so scary the that they could have found. actually gotten away with it though yeah I'm thankful that they didn't yeah but can you imagine like it's that easy for them to actually like they were they were literally so close to getting yeah. away with it yeah like it's so scary to think about yeah 
And so at the house, um, David and Andrew, they're cleaning up the blood, they're washing the floor. Yeah. You know, they finally did it. You know, they went through their plan silently and quietly and everything yeah. was sort of a success, right? Mm-hmm. And at that point, their neighbours pulled in. They were just going home after watching a movie. Uh-huh. And Andrew didn't know how much of that they saw or heard. So he literally rushed over to them, but like coolly like, Hey guys, like what's up? Yeah. Why are you guys home so late? Like, oh, okay, I see, I see. Okay, have yeah. a good night. Just to kind of gauge, like, did they see anything? Uh-huh. Are they suspicious of anything? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of smart, actually. I mean, he's so brave. Can you imagine yeah. the audacity? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It just feels like he's so cocky or whatever. Mm-mm. Yeah. But I guess he's just doing <clears> it to, like, lighten the mood, I guess. Um, I don't know, but yeah. And so, after a while, right, Andrew phoned... Andrew called um Poe's wife and was yeah. like... Hey, what's up? Is everything okay? Your husband was supposed to meet me at 12, but it's already 2 now and he hasn't gotten here yet. Like, oh, I'm just wow. a little bit worried, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the wife was like, huh? Oh my god. Like, what you mean? Because she's worried, right? Because yeah. he has 120 gold bars with him. And what if, like, a gangster group knows about this and, like, right. comes and beats him up and steals the gold, like, kills him for the gold, right? right so right. she was really upset. It's very well planned I guess yeah so she was very upset right yeah and so then he proceeds to you know like clean the house wash the house with water and everything I Mm -hmm. think I mentioned this already but um after that they just like pretend like nothing ever happened and they just went to bed yeah and then the wife is still at her end worrying sick about her husband yeah and so maybe around 3 4 a.m she comes over to po um to Andrew's house and she's like hey like did you manage to you know like get in contact with my husband because he still hasn't come home yet yeah and andrew's all like oh my god like this is serious mm-hmm. like i'm worried for him i hope everything's okay yeah and at this point she just like looks at him and she's like what like because she saw that his hand had like bruises yeah and she mm-hmm. just felt odd and she was very suspicious mm-hmm. and so she went to make a police report with her friend at Juchat police station mm-hmm. yeah right. and so a missing person's report was filed mm-hmm. under post name yeah and so a few days later while an ns man was jogging in the forest uh-huh. he stopped to take a quick pee break and when he was peeing he spotted the body I of can imagine that yeah. Just <laughs> yeah he spotted all three of the bodies and he called mm. the police. The police came down and yeah. the police um, checked their identities. And it was just very convenient because the missing person's report was there, right? Yeah. So they managed to quickly and easily identify the body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so after identifying the body, they went to speak to Poe's wife. And so after the police spoke to the wife, the wife confessed everything. Like, okay, he does illegal gold bar trading, you yeah. know? Like, he's supposed to meet this guy named Andrew, and that's where he was supposed to go. That's where he told me he was going last, and he was never found again, and I'm worried, so can you just get to the bottom of this? Yeah. So, um, obviously, after speaking to the wife, the police went straight to Andrew's house, Mm -hmm. and were like, Hi, like, can we investigate over the murder of these three men? And Andrew was like, yeah, sure. Is everything okay? Mm -hmm. Is he okay? 
you know no he's dead yeah and then the police were like what's that bandage on your hand and yeah. he was like oh I was just wrestling with my brother and his brother right. had like a scratch on his chest yeah very playful wrestling you know yeah. just, just sibling yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then the police were like do you mind if we take a look around and uh-huh. they went to the backyard and the clothing line where the body was found with the rope on the neck oh they didn't take out the rope no, because initially the plan was to just dump the body and no one would ever find it so they dumped right. everything with it oh wow mm, yeah but mm-hmm. if they had just stuck to the original plan thank god they didn't yes yes and so um they found the clothing rack and they also found like splotches of blood yeah at the site where clearly they missed out during cleaning mm-hmm. and so the police arrested them both and brought them into investigations interrogations and at yeah. this point is where Andrew was just being hella sus okay because he was asking questions to the police like so can I just check with you if a person's intention is to rob but accidentally the robbery turns into murder what would happen you just don't ask that kind of question what's the <laughs> sentence for that <laughs> Officer, that was the kind of questions that he was asking. Officer, officer, and the officer was like, hmm, kind of sus. Yeah, the officer already knew that Andrew knows more than he's letting out. Yeah, and immediately after a while, Andrew confessed to everything. He was like, right. okay, fine, like it was me. And he confessed all of the boys' names who were involved, everyone's yeah. name, like all 10 of them were now being brought to prison, um, were being brought for interrogation. Mm-hmm. And at this point, the other six boys, right, they really didn't know anything at all. Yeah. Yeah. And Which is good, actually. <clears throat> it's good for them yeah. to not know. Okay, but here's the thing, right? Andrew didn't tell the full truth. He told what happened, like there was a yeah. murder, but he didn't say everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it was Augustine who was telling fully 100% truth. Everything mm-hmm. from scratch, he was telling the whole truth, nothing but the truth, right? Mm-hmm. And they wanted him to be the key witness and they said that, you know what, you won't be pardoned or anything like that. Like, we're not going to like skip your, you know, but the only thing that we will leave you for telling us the truth is you won't be hung to death. Oh, okay. That's the only good thing that you get. And he's like, yeah, uh-huh. you know what, fine, like I'll take it, I'll confess. Mm-hmm. To everything and so at this point trial starts right and it becomes right. augustine's words against the remaining other nine guys words mm-hmm. augustine says the full truth everything right. true okay yeah that's what he says but andrew on the other hand is like no 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 it was augustine who was the ma- mastermind and Aww. obviously his brother david agrees with the story and obviously yeah. his brother his best friend peter agrees with the story mm-hmm. And they were all turning against Augustine. And the other six boys, their story was just like, I don't know. Like, literally, yeah. I don't know. I was hired to beat this guy up. I yeah. transported the body. Like, I don't know that there was gold bars involved. I don't yeah. know that there was robbery involved. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything. Yeah. I just knew that this guy had to be put down. Mm-hmm. That's all I was instructed. And I was supposed to get money out of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so trial starts and both the cases, both the parties start, you know, fighting and arguing yeah. and everything like that. And ultimately, it came to the conclusion that, you know what, like, the story just makes more sense when Augustine told it. Because it matches up with the evidences given. Yeah. And it was really 
it just didn't make sense for Augustine to be the mastermind because it's Andrew who has access to the gold bars. It's yeah. Andrew who has access directly linked to the syndicate, not yeah. Augustine at all. Mm-hmm. So why would Augustine just like a like a side guy be a yeah. mastermind? Like it just mm-hmm. doesn't make sense, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and so finally, obviously, all of them, all ten of them were convicted guilty for the murder of these three men. Yeah. And seven of them were hung to death. Oh, Seven God. of them being um, four of the boys uh-huh. and Peter, David and Andrew. Mm-hmm. They were all being hung to death. What about the other two boys? Okay, because the other two boys were 16 years old, right? Yeah. They couldn't be given um, the hang, hung death. Oh, so, what the heck? That, that's kind of like weird if you think about it. Cause no, you, have to be, you have to be above 18 to be tried as an adult. So oh. as a child, they are given something called the president's um, pleasure. Yeah. Um, so they are detained under president's pleasure, which basically uh-huh. means that if you do anything really serious, like super illegal to the yeah. point of death penalty in Singapore, such as murder and drugs, and yeah. this is drugs, and I mean, this is murder, right? Yeah. Anyone under the age of 18 will be detained under president's pleasure, which means that they will be prisoned for an indefinite amount, which means that they will be let out mm-hmm. eventually, but the years, you don't know. You won't yeah. know until it's finally, like, they assess and see, like, okay, you know what, like, yeah, sure, let him out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so the two boys were in for that, right? Mm-hmm. And Augustine, because he kind of, like, um, gave a lot of the, he helped solve this case, right? Yeah. He was in for 14 years imprisonment. That's my cat. <laughs> and so the two boys, they are finally out. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're okay now, I guess. So they strayed away from crime. Yes, stayed away from crime. Right. And obviously the seven men who were being hung to death, they tried to plea. They mm-hmm. tried to appeal, but it kept getting rejected, and they had to be hung to death yeah. in the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the lead investigator he actually saw the two boys once they were released, like oh. not the two boys, one of the boys and Augustine, and they seemed right. really like good and happy and mm-hmm. like I guess normal again. I guess they changed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it for this case. I mean, mm. it's pretty wild to think that they could have gotten away with murders. It's quite so scary, big. yeah. Mm, so easily, they could have gotten away with it. Yeah. And it's also, like, really scary to see how greed is just such a poison in someone's mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had enough money. He could have just left, you know, but yeah. he just wanted more and more and more. And poor David, his brother too, he was like a university graduate. Yeah. He was like an assistant manager. Like, he could have done so well in life, yeah. but to be dragged down, I don't know if he chose the life or he felt like, you know, he had to do it for his yeah. brother. Either yeah. way, it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it for today's story, you guys. We hope you enjoyed it and we'll be back next week with another story. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know in the comments below what you think about this case. And if you know more information, share with us so that we can learn. Yeah. Um, follow us on... That's my cat playing. I'm sorry. Again. <laughs> follow us on social media, um, on YouTube, subscribe. 
um, share, like, comment, and also we're on Spotify, so you can follow us there. To listen to the podcast. To listen to the podcast version. If you're already listening to the podcast version, then check us out on YouTube for the video version. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye.